Are you feeling stuck in life or in business? Maybe you're not making the money that you know you should be making. Or are you finding yourself in opposing patterns? One minute you're in high performance mode, and the next you feel totally drained and burnt out. If any of that sounds familiar, then this podcast is for you. I'm Brenda Johnson, and this is the Limitless Life Podcast, the place where I help entrepreneurs like you become high performers. After changing my own relationship to money and success so I could turn my passion into profit, I decided it was time to help others do the same. I am obsessed with the power of the subconscious mind and helping you tap into it so you can finally have the limitless life that you're supposed to have. Let's get started. Welcome to the Limitless Life Podcast, everybody, or welcome back if you've been listening to this for a while, or welcome if you're new. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different in a way, but not really, because in episode 11, I actually talked about the basics of chakras. I called it Chakras 101. What the hell are they? How can they affect your physical and mental and emotional body? And also some basic ways to heal them. Well, today... We are going to go a little bit deeper. I say a little bit. It's actually a lot deeper into the energies of the body and how subconscious energy blocks could actually be keeping you stuck. And of course, we're going to give you ways to work through them. And I have a guest with me today and her name is Stephanie Morrison. She is a Ruby Med psychosomatic therapy practitioner with a background in nutrition as well as yoga and meditation. Welcome, Stephanie. Yay! Thank you so much for having me. I'm so pumped to be here. I'm and, so pumped. Um, yeah, I was like, we're going to have so much to talk about. So I'm very excited. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for coming. So you and I have actually known each other for a few years, but I recently went to see you because even though I do work on a subconscious level, I knew, like I could literally feel that I had some subconscious stuff and I'm making air quotes right now that was coming up for me. And I was, I was feeling really stuck because there were just things that I was not able to access from my mind alone. So I actually went to you to get the Ruby med testing done. Yes. So before we get into that, can you actually tell people what psychosomatic therapy is? Yes, because it's a long word, and I'm sure a lot of people listening here, they've probably never heard about it just because there isn't a ton of practitioners um, in North America, and and the practitioners that are in North America, they tend to be homeopaths, they tend to be naturopathic doctors. I actually don't know many holistic nutritionists that actually practice it, so um, it's a really fun um, area for me to have dove into after having my nutrition practice for a while. Um, but psychosomatic, so what it, if we break it down, say psychosomatic energy healing, if we break those words down, we take psyche, which actually stands for mind, soma, which actually stands for body, and then energetics, which actually stands for energy. So it's the combination of mind, body, and energy. And the whole philosophy of this is that we have a subtle energy field that flows And within that energy, um, that subtle energy field, we can have what's called emotional blocks. So one way that I kind of like to explain it to people, which makes it really easy to understand, especially if you're a visual learner, you can kind of envision your body as this giant barrel. And, you know, you've come into this world as 
a baby and, you know, you're fully expressive, you're fully, you know, connected to your intuition, you're fully raw, authentic, you're just, you know, your, you know, your true being of, of who you are. And as you go through life, we experience stuff, right? We, you know, get in a fight with our best friend or, you know, our parents go through a divorce or we experience a death of a loved one. And all of these experiences are create a lot of obviously emotional responses, right? And our body is always detoxing these emotions. However, um, we also have weak spots, and that's the beautiful thing about this this journey and this path is we have weak spots, and sometimes we can hold on to certain emotional conflicts or emotional trauma throughout our subtle energy field. And so when we do this, this actually creates um, lower energy levels, which I'll, I'll chat about, but physically, emotionally, <laughs> mentally, and spiritually, and it prevents us from showing up, right, from a really true, authentic place, but also from a place of, of power and passion and, and confidence and being calm and really connected to our truth. So the whole basis of this is for me to test individuals to see where are they storing emotional trauma or emotional conflicts within their subtle energy field? And then I help them identify that so that we can then um, help heal it, right? And I use homeopathic remedies to help with that process. And and also the the um, the whole belief around Ruby Med psychosomatic healing is that illness is associated with emotional trauma, right? Um, that becomes repressed into the subconscious and is stored throughout the human energy field. So this is why I'm like so passionate about bringing in energy healing or this emotional healing as a preventative, a preventative way of um, illness and disease, you know, cancer, inflammatory diseases, autoimmune diseases. Um, You know, I see a lot of ADD, ADHD, depression, anxiety, all, all of those areas. Mm, so interesting and I know that when I went to see you I didn't really know what to expect Um, (laughs) also because like you said there's not a lot of people who are doing this so how did you actually get interested in the psychosomatic treatments like how did you even learn about it (laughs) so funny so I know I get I get asked that question all the time and I I as you know I do have a strong spiritual practice and um I, I really have such a true, true belief that if, if you're meant to do something, that miracle will find you. And Ruby Med is one of those things in my life that is literally in my alignment. Like it's, it's just, it's grown so organically. And I have a really fun story about the device and how I got the device. Did I tell you about that? No, Maybe. I don't think you did. Okay. Oh, well, I'll have to share that. So that's one of those <coughs> things, just like how it's in alignment. Um, so... I definitely was meant to find it. So I know that I just found it at a time that I was really ready, right? We find things that we're ready for. I wasn't ready, you know, 10 years ago to find the modality. But like anything, I'm also a true believer that you have to practice and you have to really breathe, um, you know, your own healing path and, and dive inwards amongst your healing path first before you can really help people. So I started to go through the treatment myself with my naturopathic doctor, um, Dr. Jessica Liu, who's the owner of Lakeside um, Clinic in Port Credit. And she's absolutely amazing. I had my, I had, had never met her before and I booked in an appointment with her and I just 
I was like, she was like, why, why are you here? And I was like, well, I heard you're really spiritual for a naturopathic doctor. And, um, I was like, I've been practicing yoga for like a decade and I just, same as you, like, I just kind of felt like I was a little bit at a, at a plateau and I just, I didn't know where, like, how do I dive deeper? Like, I'm just, I kind of know what I know and I don't, I don't know what I don't know. Right. So I was kind of at that point. Um, and she was like, Oh, you have to, um, you've got to try this Ruby med, uh, modality. And, um, also the, the wellness studio that I'm located at, the owner had been doing Ruby med for a while and the receptionist there had been doing Ruby med. So I had heard from their, them and that's who I had gotten the um, referral from for, for Dr. Jessica. And then I started to go through it and it was my first emotional complex, which was my root chakra. And I had such an insane experience. I literally felt like a kid again. Like that's the best way I could explain it. I, I felt like I was a child, like frolicking through life, like, <laughs> but like so grounded and so rooted at the same time. And I just felt so good. I was like, I haven't felt like this, this since I was like, 12. Like that's the best way I could kind of articulate it. And so from there I was like, Oh goodness. Like I, I have to bring this into my practice. Like with all the, the, cause at the time I was just doing, you know, nutrition with clients and I wasn't even diving into the emotional piece. Uh, I love that story too, because, and how you were explaining like things kind of just find you when they're supposed to, because that's the same thing that happened to me with like the NLP and the hypnosis. I was doing the nutritional therapy with people yeah. And then I went through the NLP and hypnosis and I was like, oh my God, I have to do this with people. (laughs) And now it's like basically, yeah, it's basically the main thing that I do. So it's interesting how that all happens. And it's funny how you talk about feeling like you were 12 because I remember after seeing you probably like, I don't know, it was pretty fast actually. I started feeling so my first conflict was with my throat chakra I know it's crazy so I was I was noticing like stuff would just come out of my mouth and I didn't even it's not that I didn't care but I didn't stress out over it I was able to communicate with my partner in different ways like everything was just different and I remember messaging you going I don't actually know what's happening here but (laughs) I feel really good yes yes absolutely so and that's what it is it's like the remedies are not designed in a way where they're creating anything new like we have all of this within us we've just stored a lot of emotions throughout this barrel that I was referring to, right? We've stored all of that over time and it's now time to deprogram all of that so you can come into harmony and that that's your truth, right? Being able to express that way is is fully in alignment. It's fully true for you, right? Mm-hmm. And um, that's why I love kids so much because you see them and they're just like, they're just themselves and then we, we get programmed, right? As we become adults and... Yeah, now we have to unlearn. <laughs> oh, it's honestly, everything is about unlearning. It's funny about the kid thing because I was having a conversation the other day with somebody and I was like, have you ever just sat and watched a kid and they can go from like standing completely still and bust right out into a sprint? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, that's really weird. I'm like, but then as adults, we're like, oh, I have to take running lessons. Oh. <laughs> 
Why? Why do we have to take running lessons? Why can't we just be standing there and then bust out and do a sprint? Oh, right. Because we've learned all of these limitations. hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what you do as well with, with clients, right? So it's, it's very cool because we have such similar work. It's just, you know, obviously like it's a different modality. Mm -hmm. And that's why I reached out to you because I was like, okay, I understand the subconscious and I want to like, coaches need coaches like I needed somebody to break through and do it on more of like an energetic level and one of the things that I always talk about with high performance is when you want to have a limitless life when you want to be a high performer you need to be open to trying different things and incorporating different things is what you do going to be for everybody? No. Is what I do going to be for everybody? No. But it's about being open yeah. Yeah. to different possibilities. So can we talk about like the subtle energy field and kind of how do you know if it's clear versus when Not. you maybe have a block? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So I also like to kind of explain it as like this giant anchor, right? So your energy field is, can be really, really dense and heavy with this really heavy anchor that you're basically, you're walking through life and you're pulling this anchor with you, um, which you can imagine if you have all this emotion throughout this anchor that you're holding, you can imagine you don't have a, a, a lot of room to then focus on your relationships, your health, your work, right? So it's all of that stuff that's hanging out through the subtle energy field is pulling your energy down, right? Which we don't want. Like my whole thing is for people to feel alive. Like I want you to like, literally like look at your life as so magical. And yes, I'm getting into my like unicorn language here, but (laughs) (laughs) you know what though? (laughs) It's true because even that's, I feel like everybody should just have a magical life too. Like you just should. You yeah, because you can, right? But we limit, we limit, right? We limit ourselves through our mind, and then obviously through all these um, repressed and all these emotions that we haven't fully processed, and we haven't given ourselves permission really to process. So when I'm testing, I test on four different frequency waves, and that's how I'm able to identify a little bit more information and details about the subtle energy field. So I test on um, vital, um, which is your physical energy levels, and then I test on emotional, and then I test on mental, and then I test on spiritual. So each of those areas are connected to a different um frequency wave right so we know um and I know you love talking about brain waves (laughs) I do yeah it's super fun there's just every time I look up stuff about brain waves I learn something new like there's there's so much cool information out there but um vital is the beta frequency theta is emotional alpha is mental and then delta is spiritual Okay, so when I'm testing, I'm using muscle testing, so a form of kinesiology testing to um, tap into these frequencies, and then I'm seeing where the body is stressed. So I'm using the device to stress the body up, um, and I move up by 10, so I go 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, I go up to 100, and then at some point, your body's going to be stressed, and then that gives me 
the um, the rating out of a hundred in which this the the energy is flowing through the body. So say for instance I'm testing your vital energy, which is physical on the beta frequency, it might get stopped at 60. So I know you're actually only using 60% of your physical energy, which is your conscious focus, your memory, your problem solving skills, things like that. Um, for emotional, same thing. If I'm stressing the body, say it goes up to 50, right? Okay, I'm only using 50% of my emotional energy, which is for creativity, it's your emotional connection, it's your ability to relax, and it's also deep spiritual connection and unity with the universe, which is so, so beautiful. I mean, I love all the ratings, but I really, really love that one because <laughs> it's like, it's, you're like unit, like it's, oh, it's so yummy. It's so good. Like being fully connected, right? To the universe. And really that's also, we can access that via light sleep and we can also access it um, via deep meditation as well, right? Mm -hmm. And you've got alpha, which is mental, which is the frequency bridge between the conscious thinking and then the subconscious. So it's actually the bridge between vital and emotional. So it's the bridge between beta and theta. And then um, we've got delta, which is the spiritual, which is um, really cool. Actually, this one, also one of my faves, <laughs> because this one is, this is where whenever I explain healing to people, especially if somebody's um, sick with an illness, um, this is where deep healing and, and, and natural healing actually takes place. So somebody with cancer or any type of inflammatory disease or anything like that, um, we really want to raise the spiritual energy levels. Like it's, it's a, oh my goodness, it's such a, <laughs> It's such a big part of healing. It's huge. And this is where your unconscious mind is and your immune system. And this is where, which I know you'll love this, this what I'm about to say, but where information is received that's unavailable to the conscious level. So it's like we're already receiving the messages, but we don't even know we're receiving them on a conscious level. And I love that because that's, that, and that's when I always coach my clients, it's, and when, even when I host retreats, I'm, I always bring in the, the theme of you have the answers. And this is where that, that spiritual frequency um, comes into play, right? But our con even our conscious mind can't necessarily process it. But this frequency 100% um, can and we can access that. So seeing all those levels increase up to 100, you can imagine how amazing you're going to feel through your physical energy, your spiritual connection, your intuition strengthening, um, oh, just yeah, being more connected to your inner child, um, yeah, lots of beautiful, beautiful benefits as those those levels raise. It's so cool too because like when I'm working with people, we're mostly working in like alpha and theta. But mm -hmm. what you said about everybody having everything inside of them they need, it's absolutely true. Yeah. And I like to tell people, I'm like, if you have a question about something, and you and I have talked about this, everybody tends to look for external validation. Yeah. We go to the cards, the oracle decks, yeah. so we go to the pendulum, we go to whatever. Yeah. You have the answers inside of you. You just have to ask, look internally. And one way to do that Literally, before you go to bed, ask the question Love in it. your head, go to sleep, 
and pay attention to what's happening in your dreams because chances are by the time you wake up in the morning, you'll have the answer. A hundred percent. I have tingles all through my body and a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it's so cool because that's where you access a lot of these other frequencies, right? Is through sleep. So we're always downloading through our sleep. This is where we connect to a lot of our spirit guides. This is where we connect right to the other realms, which give us and help guide us, right? We've got this beautiful team supporting us, um, that we can't necessarily see unless you've, you know, woken up your clairvoyant abilities, but we've got this beautiful team around us, um, supporting us in that. Right. And the back to the, actually, so the, the Oracle cards and the pendulum, it's external. What I, and, and like, you're so right. We're like looking externally to use these things. Um, and what I explain to people is like, those things are good. Just use them as a tool to tap inwards. So yes. if you pull a card, it's not that that card you're like, oh, that card's exact. No, you pull the card, you read the card, and then you see how the card resonates within. And that's your answer, right? And same with the pendulum, right? So it's 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 a great way for anyone who's listening. If you're just on this spiritual journey or like you're just starting to learn about it, um, that's a great tool to bring in to strengthen your intuition. Um, and, and again, you don't, you know, read the book and, and I mean, sometimes it's actually great to not even read the book and, and read yep. the thing. Sometimes it's great just to like, look at the image of the card or the, the words on the card and then just really turn inwards and see how it, how it feels for you. Well, and it's interesting, too, because I'll tell you a funny story about the pendulum. So I'm a big fan of the pendulum. And when I was going through my hypnosis training, they taught us that the pendulum is actually, in most cases, just giving you answers from your subconscious mind. And so me, being very spiritual, was totally bummed out by that. (laughs) I was like, like, what? Spirit's not coming through my pendulum? Like, what's happening here? And so... But then what I realized was, and then there's other ways you can do it, like write, write your question down on a piece of paper, flip it over, use your pendulum, because subconscious isn't going to, but like, I was so bummed out. I was just like, oh, so, but now though, I recognize that if I am looking for an answer and I need validation and you said it beautifully, there's a tool that I can use to access what I already have inside of me. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you explain that. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And it's actually like I last fall at one of my retreats, we did a pendulum workshop, like I actually brought it in and it's like everybody's minds were like, what, how's this thing working? Right. But I think some people were thinking like an external force coming through, but like it's, that's not what it is. Right. It's you obviously tapping into like turning off the logical brain, the conscious mind, and then tapping into that subconscious state. This is why I love like all of this stuff. I love the subconscious so much because by learning how to tap into your subconscious, it actually makes you more conscious. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's, they're all connected, right? All of those, all of the frequencies, like I was talking about the frequency bridge, right? Of the alpha state between emotional and physical, right? They're every single frequency. They're all connected. And, and typically when people work through a conflict, they're not seeing just one 
area increase. They're not going to just see emotional increase. No, because they're all connected. So you typically are going to see, I mean, depending on the conflict, right, it, it changes and shifts, but you're generally, you're going to, over time, you're going to see all four of those areas, um, all four of those pillars, right? You're going to see them increase. Well, and it's interesting because, so I went for my initial round and then I just saw you a couple of weeks ago and yes. there were definitely some increases in things and I still have areas that can still yes. increase, which is yes. crazy. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> I'm like thinking about your spiritual, because you're so spiritual and you're going to be like, for anyone, like just keep listening to Brenda because she's like hasn't even tapped into her like full potential like she you just I'm excited for you I'm so excited for you <laughs> I'm excited too because even just the, the shifts that have happened over the last month or two have been pretty interesting <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about so when we talk about the conflicts yeah. can you explain a little bit about what a conflict is Hmm. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> question. Um, so kind of going back to how I was explaining when you're going through life and you experience different things, um, the philosophy, but which I should mention actually, actually with Ruby Med, the philosophy is that we have certain weak spots that we've kind of just chosen through this lifetime. And that's typically where our conflicts like to hang out. So a conflict that so say for instance um you know you were 10 years old your parents had a divorce i was 10 years old my parents had a divorce that does not mean that it's going to affect you in the same way that it's going to affect me right so for me it could be i i'm able to process it and it's fine it doesn't store my subtle energy field and for you it could have created this like really large conflict of you know heart chakra stuff and like fear of abandonment and, you know, all of these different beautiful themes. So, um, so it's, it is really under important to understand, well, one, to be just really curious about it. Like I never want people to feel like bad. Like I don't like when I share the conflict, I'm not like, Oh, this is what's wrong with you. No, like I'm, I'm very much in like one of my gifts is I'm very curious about my shadows. Like I don't get I don't get like sad about them. I don't get angry about them. And like people laugh because I'm like, yeah, we nailed it. Like we got it when I test them and they laugh because I get so excited and I get like so curious as to, oh my gosh, like what is actually holding me back here? Wow, this is so, so cool. Um, and that's the best way to approach it. Of course, I'm not calling it all like rainbows and butterflies the whole time. It, it can be super heavy to process, but just be curious, just be curious and accept it and know it's temporary when you are processing. So a conflict is there's actually 28 different conflicts and which means there's 28 different, um, emotional trauma themes within the seven chakras. Okay, so we have seven chakras, which I know you talked about in your last episode. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a great one for everyone to listen to if you're needing a little bit of a review. But we've got root and sacral and solar, heart, throat, third eye, and then crown. 
And then when within each of those chakras, there's different conflicts that can exist. Um, so let's just give an example. I'll give root chakra as an example. So within the root, um, there's Envita one. So for that one, it's low self-esteem. So for instance, maybe somebody, you know, when they were in grade two, they did a presentation that they were like so excited about to do. And then they got really bad feedback from their teacher. And, you know, it just, they were told that, oh, they'll never be, or maybe one of their friends told them they would never be a public speaker, but inside they actually really, really um, wanted to. And so maybe that, I mean, that could affect throat chakra, but maybe that actually affected their root chakra and maybe that affected and it created a lot of low self-esteem that is now showing up more in their adult life. Um, and beta two is difficult concentrate, constant, um, dif difficulty concentrating. So difficult concentration and beta three is overwhelm and loss of control. And beta four is extreme self-control. So those are very root chakra themes, right? You can kind of tell with those ones where if you get great, mm -hmm. I won't go through all of them, but say we get into heart, let's do heart. Cause, cause yeah, let's do heart. Cause that's one of mine. <laughs> um, it's actually funny right before this call, my third eye. So I get pressure here. I think you, you'd get, you experience mm -hmm. that too, right? When it's waking up. So I'm actually on my third eye chakra processing. And before I jumped on this call with you, it was like so much pressure. My guides were like, just use your intuition during this call when you're talking. Right. So anyways, it was really funny. Um, so Shavita four, which is your heart chakra. So some of those themes are um, mental overexertion, um, deeply injured and withdrawn, introverted, apprehensive, panic. So those are all different themes that correlate to the heart chakra. And we know with the heart, right, it's our ability to deeply love and to show compassion and empathy. It's our ability to practice forgiveness, to feel gratitude, right? Um, and collectively, we're, we're so in the heart chakra right now. So actually, I see a lot of heart chakra stuff come up. Um, because that's just from from a collective consciousness state, we're doing a lot of um, heart healing. So yeah, but there's there's so many different themes that the one I'm working through right now, I'll share with everybody. And this is, I share a lot because I just feel like it's so important for me to also share my path. Like I'm right. I'm not just telling other people to do this. Like I am like right in here with <laughs> you guys doing the work. And I, I share with a lot of my clients and I, I just, I think it's really important for me to, to also, cause I like through my stories and my awakening as well, um, it's so powerful, the stories and the experiences that, that I feel, right? And it helps me obviously connect as well to my clients. But, but also like we yeah. as practitioners, we help people with what we need to heal. Yeah, totally. I know. I know. Oh, my gosh. And this weekend, because I, I tested um, some individuals this weekend on a retreat, and the there was this one lady that I was like really drawn to. And it's I joked with her. I was like, I, I moved her appointment three different times throughout the weekend. Like she just got shifted. Like I kept like shifting her. And then um, I finally tested her on the Sunday and she tested the same conflict that I'm on. And it was so, I died. I was like, of course, I've been literally pushing you away all weekend because she was a direct mirror of what I'm going through right now. 
So, and it was third eye chakra and a sense of uneasiness and not feeling like you really belong. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, she was just like broke down in tears and, you know, her, hers was like super bang on and related back to, um, actually when she went through a, her divorce. Um, so even cause I test the age as well, which is really fascinating. And, and the age, it was exactly when she was going through her divorce. So, um, yeah. Anyways, it's those yeah. damn divorces. Cause I think yeah. when we did my first one, that was, yeah. we were doing the age and we're like, okay, so what happened at this age? And I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> when I got divorced. Yeah. Totally. And so things, yeah. and here, <clears throat> excuse me, here's where it gets interesting. I mean, it's all interesting. Yeah. But we pick things up through our whole life. So for me, in my head, I was like, oh no, I'm over the divorce. Like everything is good. Yeah. Oh, of course. But I was hanging on to stuff that I didn't even realize was yeah. that I was hanging on to. I know. It's it's and that is the stuff. This is why this work fascinates me and going through the process too for me. Like I've got so many stories because I've done lots of lots of conflicts. Um, but even like my heart chakra when I worked on that one, I had so much past relationship stuff come up. Like it was insane. And I mean, I've been with my husband for like, oh, we've been together for a long time. So these relationships I had were like a long time ago. They were age 18, age 20, like early university. And, um, they, all of them came up when I was processing, like all of the emotions within those relationships. And I, for sure, same as you, like from a conscious mind standpoint, I was like, oh my gosh, no, completely over that. But there was so much emotional trauma that I actually didn't process that I, from a conscious level, 100% thought I had processed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the reason I love this too is because anybody who's interested in like traditional Chinese medicine, this is the same, like everything ties together. We hold emotions in our organs. We... Yeah. And I love the frequency thing that we're talking about because I'm always like, vibrate at love or above. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about this for a second because the processing thing that we keep talking about, like I know for me, especially the throat one wasn't too bad, but the heart one's been an interesting, yes. interesting journey. So heart's just a little bit of a icky one. <laughs> well, and energetically, like my frequencies, like I, could feel them changing over the days. Like, I think the second day I messaged you, I'm like, I just want to curl up in a ball and cry. <laughs> I know. And that's so beautiful, though. Like, and that's, I get messages all like that very often when people are working through their heart chakra. And um, my mentor, she had explained to me, she said, if you have a client that is, is sharing that, yes, like really encourage them to cocoon because that's how you process. So if you're needing to cocoon, there is a reason you're needing to cocoon. You're needing to step into a little bit more of that feminine space, nurture yourself, lots of self-care, lots of self-love. So you can start to process. And I always say, just remind yourself it's temporary. It's temporary. That's the thing. Like this isn't something that is going to last forever. It's a temporary period as you cocoon and just it it's Ruben is just such an act of self-care and self-love and it teaches you to listen to your intuition more through the healing process like really being like okay what do I need today 
You know, like Mm -hmm. here today, I'm feeling this. What do I need? Okay. Do I need to clear my schedule for the afternoon or no, today I'm feeling really good. Like I'm going to, I'm going to work a little bit more today. Right. So it teaches you to really listen, really, really listen to to your inner self. Oh, that it does indeed. (laughs) But I think too, even in general, like people need to start listening to themselves. And we talk about the sleep piece with this because a lot of the healing takes place while you're asleep. So anybody who is trying to perform at higher levels, like sleep is so important. I have clients that are like, I'll ask them how much sleep they're getting. They're like, oh, I don't know, like three or four hours a night. Wow. Wow. That's, that's, yeah, that is crazy. (laughs) And I'm just like, what? I can't even like imagine that. And that's when we tap into these other frequencies, right? So your deep, like the deep REM, because we have different stages of REM, right? And so that's where healing takes place. So if you're only sleeping for a few hours a night, you're not even getting into the final stage of REM, which is where we tap into our unconscious and we tap into that spiritual frequency, right? And that's where, yeah, that's where our, I kind of look at it as like, you're in a deep sleep and then you've got all your, you know, all of the, the, the matrix, right. Of the universe is like conspiring to just like help you in the best way possible. So your sleep is so important. And like you said, for these, you know, high, for high performance, it is essential. Yes. yes. Essential. And even like people who are just, even health-wise, like anybody who's trying to lose weight, anybody who's just super stressed out, like sleep is magical. And guess what? It's free. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, that's awesome. I've never even heard that before. (laughs) Like it is. It's free. Sleep and water, two of the most important things, powerful, and they're free. So let's talk a little bit too about like what happens as you're processing stuff. So obviously I said I wanted to cocoon. But yes. when we are sleeping, what are some of the things that can happen? Oh, this is fun. We chat about this all the time. I know. <laughs> Constant <laughs> messages back and forth. Um, so one thing that you do experience being on the homeopathic remedies is lots of vivid dreams. So some of my clients experience them. Some of them don't. What I find is a general rule of thumb is Typically, if people are on their third eye chakra and they're on their crown chakra, it doesn't really matter what their spiritual energy levels are at. Even if it's lower, they tend to experience dreams where if you're working through any of the other chakras, what I've found anyways and what I've observed as a practitioner is that, so for instance, for you, you're very sensitive and you're very you have a high spiritual level. Well, <laughs> you do, but it's going to be even higher. And um, so for you, you experience them right off the bat, even not even without working through third eye and crown. So um, it's very unique to the individual as to if, if they're going to experience it. But yeah, I get a lot of really hilarious messages from people <laughs> um, talking about their dreams. And so I actually had a lot of the girls on the weekend asking me about that and like what they can do with dreams and like how they can strengthen them and how they can learn more about them. So even if you're not even on the homeopathic remedies right now or doing Ruby Med, but you're somebody that does have a lot of dreams, I encourage you to have a dream journal and just have it beside your 
bed. Um, and journal, like it doesn't even really need to make sense, but just journal through what comes up for you. And you'll probably start to receive a lot of amazing answers and guidance. And, and another thing is tapping into the emotions that you experienced throughout your dream. Cause that's the main thing. So say for instance, you dream about, um, okay, say you're like cheating on your partner in the dream. Okay. That's like a really common one. A lot of people have. So say you're cheating on your partner or vice versa. So not the actual cheating. That doesn't mean that you're actually cheating on your partner or it doesn't mean they're actually cheating on you. No. But what was the emotion that you woke up with? Like, did you feel angry? Did you feel jealous? Did you feel fear of abandonment? Did you feel sad? Did you feel frustrated? Did you feel anxious? What What were the emotions associated with the actual dream? And then from there, that gives you a lot of clue as to the emotion that is suppressed and that you haven't processed and that your body is trying to process in a dreaming state. It's so funny that we talk about that. Have you ever had one of those dreams where you wake up and you're like just pissed right off at your partner and they didn't, yeah. because you've had this like so dream angry. that something happened yeah. and then they're so- just like, I don't even know why you're mad at me. I'm like, because <laughs> you did this. Yeah. I know. I've totally done that before. I am so sorry, Brett. But yes, I have definitely done that. And then I'm like, oh, wait a second. Oh, yeah, that was a dream. (laughs) That didn't actually happen. (laughs) And the thing that I like about the journaling and also just recognizing the emotion that comes up. Yeah. Like with the work that I do with people, sometimes people start to overanalyze things. And that's not what we're telling you to do. We're just saying recognize, acknowledge the stuff that comes up and journal it because it shifts. So I think like probably the second night that I started the heart, uh, one, I had started having crazy dreams like the second night they've calmed down now for like a week. They were crazy, but now, yeah, it's usually a couple of weeks when you first start the remedies. It's a little insane, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I would recognize, I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. I wonder what that is. And there were some symbols that were coming up in my dream. So I would look them up. Like I was dreaming about pearls. So I needed to just kind of recognize what those meant, but then I acknowledged it and then I moved on. Like it wasn't like, okay, I was dreaming about these pearls and then this happened and then, no, you just acknowledge acknowledge it and go. So to work through these type of things, like, do you have to do Ruby med therapy or do you have tips for people on how they can kind of process some stuff on their own? Yes. A hundred percent. So obviously, yes, I recommend for, I recommend Ruby med for anybody that's drawn to it. So like we were talking about at the start, um, you know, there's so many healing modalities out there. And I just, I always encourage people, if you're drawn to a certain, if you're drawn to Reiki, go to Reiki. If you're um, drawn to work with you, then do that, right? If you're drawn to Remed, then yes, right? But there's no, there's no right or wrong. And if you're intuitively being like, wow, that you just feel that inner gut feeling that, it, oh, I, I need to see that person, then go, right? Go and do it. And it's, um, chances are it is the right fit if you're intuitively being drawn to it. Um, but there's there's lots of healing modalities out, out there and, and everybody has a unique healing path as to, to how they go on it. But I definitely encourage you have to have people in place or you should, especially if you're in high performance, Um and, and just not even that, just for general health healing, right, and wellness, is 
there's got to be, you have to have a success team around you. You know, there's got to be people that you trust, that you believe in, um, that you feel really good working with and, and build that, like, that's an act of self-care, right? Is to have all of those really amazing people around you supporting your healing. Um, so yeah, there is other things you can do though. So there's something called emotional freedom technique. I don't know if you ta- you've talked about that on any of your... I've talked briefly about it, but I haven't gone into detail about it yet. So that's, we won't, we don't have to go right into detail, but that's a great practice. Even if people hop on YouTube, you can um, go on YouTube. There's tons of different videos on how to practice emotional freedom technique, but the whole basis of that, and I I teach it a lot in, in my sessions for people to use as a tool on top of the Ruby med. Um, But if they are, um, you know, experiencing an emotion that's coming up very often for them, they can work through it with EFT using the tapping points and you're tapping on acupressure points um, to heal through that emotion. It's very effective. Um, I've been, I, I've been using it for a really, really, really long time. Um, and now I feel like people are just starting to kind of talk about it, but, um, I learned about it back when I lived in Australia many, many years ago. So it's effective, it works. And again, it's free. (laughs) So it's really easy to do, which is great. Um, another thing that I love is yes, the, the journaling of the dreams, but something called free flow journaling. So with free flow journey journaling, it encourages us to turn off our conscious brain and to turn into our subconscious. So with free flow journaling, you want to set a timer so you can set it for however long you can do three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, however long you think you set that timer. You literally turn your logical brain off like a switch so you can ground in meditation, turning it off. And then you just journal anything like it doesn't even make need to make sense you journal through how you're feeling you're you it doesn't it doesn't matter and that's the, the whole point is it doesn't matter and you're just getting all of your thoughts all your emotions anything doubt out onto paper and that allows you to really tap into your subconscious that's going to really nurture those emotional health levels because we're our emotional health gets drained and lowers because we're not giving room for ourselves to tap into our subconscious and to acknowledge our feelings and our emotions. So we really have to acknowledge those on a regular basis. So free flow journaling is a really, really great, easy, free tool that you can um, also practice on a regular basis. I actually really love the free flow journaling. It sounds weird, but I do it before I go to the gym in the morning. And like, sometimes I don't even remember what I'm writing and I go back and I'll look at it. I'm like, man, that's gold right there. (laughs) Uh, That's gold. I know. And you don't have to remember like at the time, but yeah, exactly. You go back and you're like, oh wow, that is some deep wisdom there. (laughs) Where did that come from? Yeah. But that's you tapping into your wisdom. You've got it inside, right? And it's hanging out our subconscious. Um, I I feel like I want to just explain to people too, because I'm sure people I'm sitting here going, people are probably sitting at home going, what is this whole process like to go through? So I kind of just want, and I know we're kind of going backwards a bit, but I just want to explain to people like when stuff is testing you, basically you're sitting in a chair and you have this strap thing. The only way I can explain it is, you know, those harnesses you put on children that are like, (laughs) they're they're like bungee. It's kind of like that. It's like a bracelet that you wear. Yep. 
you're not actually, she's not actually doing anything to physically stress you out. It's just yeah. energetically. energetically. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. And then I use vials, which again, people think I'm like injecting. Like, them with stuff. Um, no. So I'm using the vials on the device. So that's how I test. So for instance, there's a vial for the root chakra. There's a vial for the sacral chakra. There's a vial for the solar plexus chakra and so on and so on. And then there's a vial for each of the, emotional themes so that some of the themes that I went through like tense or uneasiness or indecisive there's specific vials which represent those emotions which I also test on the body so that way I know exactly what you need your your body's gonna balance and tell me okay she needs the the crown and she needs you know that particular theme so it's 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 as long as you're working with a really great practitioner um they they'll be able to identify what it is but it's the vials on the device as well and then I test the vials on your body to make sure that you're energetically aligned and um, I use the muscle testing through the thumb so as long as the thumbs line up when I test the the homeopathic remedies on you then I know those are the remedies that are right for you and that you are um going to need I personally actually find the whole experience very relaxing. <laughs> Good. Because uh, you basically just put yourself into a bit of a trance and you just relax yeah. and you sit. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of people say that. So I take you through like a short meditation just to get you relaxed. And then, yeah. And then I do the organ testing too, which you were talking about just how the chakras, right, and all the emotions store in our organs. And the reason we, we – the organ testing actually is a very big part of the Ruby Med process too because – um, again, when you are on the emotional conflict remedies, they're not create, they're not going to detox the body, but sometimes when the body's coming into alignment, there can be detox symptoms that arrive. And so if that happens, I really have to make sure that I'm supporting the individual's organs. So for instance, I'm supporting their liver or their gallbladder or their colon or their small intestine or kidneys or whatever it may be that um, might be testing as a little stressed. So um, there's remedies for for those organs as well. Oh, so much good information. And just so everybody knows, I'm going to have all of Steph's contact information so you can reach out to her. Um, she works out of Toronto. Yes. It isn't really something you can do virtually, I'm guessing. <laughs> I thought about it. I'm like, how can I do this? I'm like, I can't. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't think there's any way you could do that. <laughs> no, no, I've thought about it though, but no. <laughs> so now to ask you some questions for just about you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so if there was anything, like if you look back, going backwards, which I always tell people not to do, but I bring you backwards on this. If, okay you could go back. Is there anything you would yeah. change about the journey to what got you to where you are today? Oh, what, like what part of my journey? Any part. Oh, anything that I would change. Um, no. Is that not the right answer? Like I know there is I, no right or wrong answer. I really wouldn't. Here's the thing. Like I love looking back because everything is so divinely orchestrated. It's so beautiful. And I had a moment this weekend hosting a retreat where I 
we had to actually journal back. So Katie was actually taking us through and like asking certain questions. And she was like, she took us through like different ages and what we were most proud of at different ages. And I had journaled through, um, that I was so proud in my early twenties to have moved to Australia without having a job. And I started working for Lulu. And then this is when like, I started to learn about like, um, goal coaching and connection and community and women supporting women and all this. And I looked around for a moment and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is literally what I've created. Just not with that company, but I've like created it on my own. And if I didn't have that experience, I wouldn't be, I would not be hosting retreats and I would not be doing this right now. So everything, when I look back, it's all been so perfectly. Um, every single experience served in a really unique way for me to learn certain lessons, um, or for my spiritual growth or for, um, you know, certain skills to be developed and strengths to be developed. All of that is like, you've got a team supporting you through this, right? So the more that you connect to that and you're like, Hey, what do you want me to strengthen this week? Or where do you want me to be in the next three months? And you, of course, we have to take heart-inspired action, but you've got to surrender and really know and trust and not only trust the process because we hear that a lot, but respect it. Like respect, respect that there's an energy so much greater than you guiding this process. Mm, yes. So true. Oh, I just got shivers when you were talking about that. Yay. <laughs> so what are some of the things that you're passionate about right now? It could be career-wise, life-wise. Ooh, things that I'm passionate about. Um, there's been a f- so okay. Well, coming into this next quarter, I'm trying to bring in more play and fun. So, as Brenda knows, because I've shared a lot about this, I've stepped into my mediumship, which is like a weird word for me to even say. So I'm still like getting used to that word. That's a whole other podcast that <laughs> we're going to be doing. Pod- Yeah. Like we can tap into that after. So that has awoken for me. So I'm actually learning to actually humanize myself again. (laughs) So I'm actually, I know it sounds weird, but I'm actually learning to just have more play and more fun and really like learn to be a human. (laughs) So like I purchased the like country concert package for this summer. Cause I'm like, I'm going to go to a bunch of country music concerts this summer and humanize myself again. <laughs> because, I love that. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm really passionate about, okay, now that I have all of this spiritual wisdom and knowledge, and of course that's still growing too. How can I take that wisdom and bridge the gap? Like I'm here to bridge the gap between earth and like the heavens. Right. And how do we bring that? So I'm really passionate about about that and making it really like approachable and accessible for people. Mm, Yes. Yeah. So a question that I ask everybody who is a guest on this podcast, what does it mean to you to live a limitless life? Oh, so good. Freedom. Just like, like for a long time, especially online, right? For a lot of people that follow people, it's like financial freedom or this type of freedom or this type of freedom. And I just truly believe that freedom is something that you cultivate within and it's not external, right? And we can, the more that we're aligned, right? That we deprogram all these programs, the more that we can feel free because that's your truth 
right? That's you being in alignment with why you're here, what your message is, who you are, how you're showing up, and then how you're embodying this experience. And that I'm so passionate about because I want everyone to feel just so darn free, you know, and to live a limitless life is to live a life that's free and to not be scared to like, if you're being drawn to something, if you're being drawn to quit your job, or if you're being drawn to start the side business, or if you're being drawn to this certain healing modality to have the freedom to take that risk and to try to try and do it and to trust yourself and to trust the path and the lessons that are involved in that. That's living a limitless life. You're like, Hey, this is my life. I got this one life and I'm going to make it amazing and I'm going to make it magical. And I'm being drawn to these things and there's a reason I'm being drawn to it. I'm going to trust those inner gut promptings and those little intuitive nudges. Oh my gosh. This one, as usual, so much good information. Is there anything else you want to leave these guys with before I let you go? Oh, I don't know. Just like, no, like don't hold yourself back in settling. Like that's the biggest thing. I see this so often. It's like, people are like, oh, well, like, yeah, my job's fine. Or yeah, like I like my job. Or yeah, my relationship's fine. Like just don't settle. You know, I'm always for just your life is meant to be amazing and you're here to design it in the most amazing way. So if something isn't amazing, like work on it or figure out how you can. And, um, yeah, there's just, we get to design our life. Right. And so really own that, take accountability for that and take action, heart aligned action, right. Things that are really aligned with, with your heart. Mm. Well, Steph, you know that I love you, and I'm so grateful that you were a guest today. I have a feeling you'll be back. <laughs> I would love to. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. You have no idea how much I love and appreciate you for taking time to listen, because shows like this are not possible without people like you. You can find me over on Instagram at underscore Brenda Johnson. Tag me to post and let me know what your favorite episode has been. And if there's something that you want to hear, let me know. Shoot me a DM and I'm always going to get back to you. I want this podcast to help as many people as possible. So please take a moment if you can to leave me an honest comment and review so I know what you think of the show. And if you could, help me spread the love by hitting that share button.